now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, We have some uh, interesting audio to share with our passengers today you're not going to want to be this guy but that's coming up a little bit later on however first up we have our avionics guru gary reeves the guy in the pink shirt and uh i don't know dennis you know more about that than i do he's a fan of pink shirts or what what's the deal there well it's kind of become his uh trademark you know gary is uh he calls himself the GPS uh, because, well, he is an expert in various GPSs from Avidyne, Garmin, etc. And guy in pink shirts, kind of a neat little twist on that. So uh-huh. it's memorable. He stands Makes out. Sense. So he's owning it. He's You always find him at the air shows like I did again at Sun and Fun. I make a point to try to attend at least one of his seminars, any opportunity that I get that he's presenting, because you learn something. Well, and I think that that's important, is that pilots should always be learning. Just because you took your check ride, you may have been a great pilot at that minute. And then the skills start to fade unless you're doing something to keep that up. And that's really where Gary has really built his brand. Mastery, not minimums. What can you do to be better? Welcome to Just Plain Radio once again, Gary. And I admire your pink shirt. First off, let me just give you compliments on that. No one can see it because it's Just Plain Radio. How are you? Well, great. It's always an honor to be back with y'all. You know, you do so much for safety. I really consider y'all partners, you know, in GA safety. So always an honor to be back with the Just Plain Radio crew. Thanks for having me back. For what it's worth, you can picture me in a pink shirt. They probably don't want to picture us at all. But regardless, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that people can do. Like I said, a good pilot's always learning according to Captain Dennis and pretty much any uh, flight instructor in the know. But um, in your mind, what makes a good single-engine pilot? So the first step in becoming good is the instructor. And then there's some checks and balances. You know, the FAA has a lot of free books. My favorite crown school has always been, you know, Rod Machado. John and Martha King are amazing. There's so many good online programs and and so many good resources i there's hundreds of good resources out there mm-hmm. uh, we, we couldn't list them all but but the final check and balance is really the faa dpe so if you have an instrument rating or you have an instrument instructor certificate i can guarantee that you are already good at single pilot ifr and that is a great starting point dennis you have an instrument rating right I do, and I'm also an instrument instructor. Before you got your instrument instructor, when you passed your instrument rating test, you were a good single pilot IFR pilot. So everyone listening, if you have an instrument rating, if you can answer these questions with a yes, I'm going to qualify you as good. Can you plan a safe IFR cross country? Can you get a standard weather briefing? Can you talk to air traffic control? And can you shoot and instrument approach safely in normal conditions? I would say yes to all of the above. And that's the qualifications to pass a check ride. So if you've had a good instructor and a good examiner and pass the check ride, you're a good instrument pilot in normal conditions. Now, 
how are you going to get good at using the different avionics and foreflight? That's a different question. Right. So what surprises people is, you know, I sell training videos on avionics and foreflight, but they're not designed to get people good. You actually don't need my videos to be good at Avidyne, Garmin, your autopilot or foreflight. You can actually download a free iPad simulator for almost any Avidyne or Garmin device watch the manufacturer's videos and kind of play with the iPad on your own, go up in VFR conditions with a safety pilot or a good local instructor and just kind of play with it. And I got to tell you, you're going to get pretty good at it. But if you use Gary Reeves videos, it'll just make you that much better or, you know, genius category. Well, yeah, but a totally different thing. You are a terrible salesman. Let me just say. (laughs) Oh, no, absolutely. But (laughs) But but that's not my goal. So anybody out there, you can answer these questions just like your dentist. Dennis, you've had ForeFlight for five years. Have you watched some of the videos that ForeFlight actually produces themselves, the little feature videos? Yeah. uh, Anytime that they release a new product update, there's always some new feature and there's usually a video that comes with it. So I want to see what new functionality they just added to the app or how they changed my old workflow. And the videos that ForeFlight produces, just like the videos Garmin and Avidyne produces, are really good. And you've played with the app and the Avidyne simulator on your iPad and there's Garmin simulators. No formal training. Can you plan a safe cross country? Can you file the flight plan? Can you activate an instrument approach and fly safely in normal conditions? I'd say without ForeFlight, I know to all of that, but having ForeFlight, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. So I think you had it right. I'm a pretty horrible salesman at this point (laughs) because you don't need me or anybody else to get good. Right. But good is not necessarily good enough. You want to master this stuff. You want to know it like it's the back of your hand. And that's where your videos come into play. Right, Gary? Now, see, because you need to hire me as your marketing guy. I, I totally do. <laughs> so the thing is, everybody has a different level of normal. I was talking to an instructor who goes, you know, I've had a Garmin 430 in my airplane for 15 years. I go, well, then you're really good at it, right? He goes, yeah. I say, so let me ask you a question. Can you successfully, after three back-to-back ATC amendments, with light rhyme ice that was unexpected while dodging a thunderstorm, Hmm. go direct to an unpublished DME fix, enter a custom hold, and then very quickly divert to the nearest airport and activate a procedure all within five minutes? And he goes, well, I don't think so. Right, because now you're beyond normal. Right. So everybody's normal is different. When the emergencies happen, that's when good sometimes is is not good enough. Well, I think this comes down to a definition of what the pilot's personal minimums are, which for a pilot that has personal minimums of marginal VFR for instrument flight, where they know they can break out well above the minimums, good may be fine. But if you think your personal minimums are, I can take an ILS to 200 feet in a mile of visibility all the time, then I think you need to train to a higher standard than just good. Yeah. Can you uh, manage it or do you master it? I think uh, the latter is the way you want to go. And that's where Gary uh, and his uh, videos come into play. Gary Reeves, uh, he's the man, our avionics guru, and they can connect with you in those videos. How, Gary? You know, just pilotsafety.org is the easiest way to do it. But I want to explain why people could partner with me if they choose. Mine are the only videos with two decades of real-world pro tips that go beyond good. And Dennis, you had such a great point. You know, personal minimums absolutely save lives. But even the guy who says, well, I'm never going to fly below a 500-foot overcast, 
What happens if he gets stuck in unforecast weather? But I have a concern about people who use Facebook and YouTube as mentors. A lot of fake news and uh, disinformation out there that you got to navigate through. That's why we bring on people like Gary to supplement our lack of knowledge. We feel honored to have him as another reference point for Just Plain Radio. Once again, pilotsafety.org is the website to go and connect with Gary. Gary, always a pleasure. Thank you for the updates. And uh, these are just words of wisdom every pilot can benefit from. I guess the best way to do anything, when you ask people on Facebook or YouTube, I would ask what's their motivation. If I look at Just Plain Radio, is Just Plain Radio a useful resource? Well, I say, well, why do Greg and Dennis do this? We want to be filthy rich, right? Okay. Yes. (laughs) We're in the wrong (laughs) category. (laughs) My pay hasn't gone up in 10 years. You get paid? No, I'm still making zero. Oh, I thought you had to pay Greg. No, he's doubled me every year. Yes, I'm a master of uh, sarcasm. I don't have any problems with people making money. But if that's their only goal is to grow subscribers by advertising, that should be a red flag. Right. If their goal is only to get subscribers, that's a red flag. But if their goal is to engage and improve safety, that's a real good start. That's why I accept every invitation I can to be part of Just Plain Radio. You guys are the example of what it should be. Well, I appreciate that. Here all this time, I thought he was just a glutton for punishment. But Gary, we do appreciate uh, the input. Once again, pilotsafety.org. Connect with Gary that way. Thanks for the inspiration, Gary. Thanks for having me as always. And uh, I look forward to seeing you all at Oshkosh. Absolutely. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Approach the great and powerful Roz. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Swirlings! The great and powerful Roz knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Swirlings! The magnificent Roz has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Yeah.
Airplane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So, you gonna ride shotgun with me, help me fly? That's the plan. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. And we're now joined by uh, Captain Josh. He works with Talk Media Network, the uh, broadcast network that uh, hosts Just Plane Radio. Uh, but Josh also happens to be a pilot himself. And uh, he, he's been doing some pretty cool stuff. Matter of fact, he turned us on to this audio of this, uh, well, this incident that we're going to get into a little bit later on. But uh, Josh has been doing his own little research or, I don't know, been a guinea pig for some new software that pilots might uh, uh, have available to them in the future. So tell us about this, Josh. What, what, what uh, did you get involved with exactly? Well, thanks for having me on again. And sure. I do have a bit of good news for you here as well, Greg and Dennis. We have a new affiliate up in Millinocket, Maine. I love it. W-S-Y-Y. And I don't even want to butcher that city again, but it it is what? Minnetonka? (laughs) What what did you say? No, no. That was the lake I used to dive in. That's right. That's uh, that's, uh, his home base. (laughs) Uh, So the city and the call letters are what again, Josh? W-S-Y-Y-A-M in Millinocket, Maine. Millinocket. Yeah, Maine. it's right near the New Hampshire border. Maine, All right. New Hampshire border. Awesome. Well, welcome aboard, gang. Yep. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the ride. We'll try to keep the turbulence down to a minimum. And we apologize in advance. <laughs> exactly. Yes, we've got to get that out of the way. All right. But uh, you got, uh, I don't know, did you find this software company or did they find you? What is, what's going on? So I was turned on to the MITRE Corp in this research project by one of my fellow Mooney Club owners who said, Hey, they're looking for experienced pilots that are not yet instrument rated for a particular type of safety uh, feature that they were testing. And just as a courtesy to to make it worth your time and the gas money to drive from home to uh, McLean, Virginia, where their headquarters is at, they offered up $75. The whole process and procedure took less than, say, less than an hour. It's about 45 minutes. And what they were doing was they had you go into a full motion simulator. They didn't use the motion, though, during the testing phase. And really what it was about was testing different types of notifications and what you preferred as a pilot on takeoff for terrain avoidance and uh, obstacle avoidance. So they, they wanted to just make sure that you're taking off, you're climbing, and that... Uh, if things aren't going so hot that if they send you, if they give you some type of uh, audio cue, which type of audio cue do you find helpful and what, what is the most helpful? Right. So, so it's I like terrain, terrain, cool. terrain. Pull up. Yeah. Pull up. <laughs> yeah. Is it the, the type of audio signal, like the voice or the accent, like Siri versus uh, Google Assistant? Or is it a little bit more detail? shocks applied to your buttocks? <laughs> Yeah, that would be kind of effective. More, more so, it was audio cues rather than instructions. And I actually appreciated the audio cue, just the the um, alert sound, yeah. because I already know what I'm supposed to do. And I would rather have the audio cue alert me to what the situation is. And even though it might take me a you know split second to process, I know what I'm doing. Whereas if a computer just tells me what to do, I might not, I, if I'm just 
following an instruction, I might not fully understand the situation. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I gave them the feedback on what I found most helpful. Was, so the war- warning sound effect, is, like uh, beep, 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 that kind of thing. As opposed to, yeah. Correct. All right. Yep. And where, where the light and the beep came from, you know, say which side and what, um, what type of sound alerted you to which circumstance. But I would rather process it myself and then make the change as opposed to just either having a system automatically make a change or having it instruct you on what to do. So uh, they're gathering feedback from, I believe, somewhere between a dozen and two dozen pilots in this particular project. And then they'll use that feedback to help them with their final product. And the it's really just a feature that will go into and be made available um, within uh, a number of different pieces of equipment and software that that, that uh, those manufacturers can plug in to all types of aircraft. So this is not for one particular type of aircraft, although I believe I was flying a Cessna 182 in the simulator, which is a tricked out simulator. Mm-hmm. So I, I sent you a photo. I texted you a photo, Greg. You'll have to add that to the Just Plane Radio website. Sure. They did not spare any expense. And what's really cool about their whole setup is, so I just walked in and I see, you know, my simulator that I'm going to be in, in in one quarter corner. But if you walk around the entire floor at at this FFRDC, which is a federally funded research development corporation, of which I used to work with the Aerospace Corp when I was in the Air Force. So I really felt an obligation to give back to the aviation community in this small way. Mm-hmm. They have simulated towers with all the stations, you know, control tower, aircraft, air, air traffic control tower. They have the centers with all the different workstation and equipment uh, types of equipment at the different centers that are managing air traffic. They also have a Boeing simulator. I believe it's a 737. And so they can run full scale integrated uh, simulations with all the different components of of your you know your air traffic experience and mm. pilot experience and they can all communicate to one another with about one that? another uh, as as they as you really would if you were in the plane without the risk of being in the plane well there you go our tax dollars at work at least we got something out of them yeah <laughs> that sounds uh, <laughs> pretty effective a good training tool for sure and, and they're conducting this research were they, were they uh using voice commands on those alerts too or was it only the sounds that they were testing uh you and your fellow uh you know guinea pigs when it comes to this type of stuff it was it was only the sounds for this phase of the software testing so mm-hmm. probably based on the feedback that they get and the majority of what the majority of the pilots prefer. If, right. if it's an overwhelming majority that want an instruction, I'm sure they'll translate that into a verbal instruction. Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, the dings and the dongs and those kind of things probably are more effect- effective. I mean, you know, I, how many times? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, how many times have we tuned out uh, somebody telling us to do something? And yes, I do mean our spouse. Well, you, no, I'm, I'm talking about like you, you compare it to like navigation in your car. And you know, like turn right now. Shut up! I already got that. Recalculating. You know, exactly. Well, you know that would drive you crazy. Yeah, if if no one ignored an instruction, there would yeah. be no gear up landings ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because so, you know that 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 alert's going off the whole time you're below a thousand feet. 
and you're, you know, you're at approach speed or below your cruise speed, it's telling you, Hey dummy, put the yeah. gear down. Yeah. But if you but hear that special uh, sound, ding, 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 you know, whatever it happens to be, but the, the, you know, it gets your mm-hmm. attention and you just have to get, I guess the most annoying, most attention grabbing sound effect it can be without it driving you crazy. So that's the testing that Josh went through, and hopefully some of the uh, the fruits of this effort will uh, show up in the next aviation software you're using in your aircraft. Good stuff, Josh. Appreciate it, buddy. Glad to hang out. Thanks, guys. And we got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How do they get all that metal up in the air? It makes no sense. It also doesn't make any sense how much you're sweating. Ha! He thinks we're all going to die. This guy. If the plane doesn't kill you, I will. Looks like it's time for someone to take their sleepy pill. You're going to be okay. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. Okay, so we've been talking about it since the beginning of the show. We have some audio tape from a um, from Tower uh, in Delaware of a uh, private pilot. I assume he's a private pilot. Sounds like it is. And uh, he violated a TFR uh, that because that was set up probably, and I think it's fair to assume it was a presidential visit to a nearby beach and uh he didn't have the proper information or notums noted i guess right dennis is that what it is yeah pretty much i mean president biden's uh private residence is wilmington delaware which isn't far from dc and anytime the president moves they uh they set up that tfr which is usually like a 10 mile um inner ring and a 30 mile outer ring so that encompasses a big chunk. I mean, it actually does uh, shut down a number of airports in the Wilmington, Delaware area. So you still, with the EFBs and things that we have nowadays, you really don't have a lot of excuses for not knowing that this is in effect because it's displayed in front of you on ForeFlight or you know any other app. Uh, but yet somebody still manages to do it. Yes. And all this audio is available, you know, public domain. 
now. So it's it's going to be out there forever, whether he likes it or not. But I, you know, I don't want to you know uh, attack the guy at all. I mean, it happens. It happened, and we're going to play this with the idea of what can we learn from this experience. So let's see what we got. Delaware Coastal Cherokee six zero Lenny Yankee ten miles to the west, descending through two thousand five hundred. You are in a flight-restricted area. You are being intercepted by F-16s and Homeland Security helicopters. Come back on this frequency. Rock your wings right in. November 6-0, Lima Yankee. Uh, flight service didn't tell me about it, and I asked them. Hey, coastal traffic. Cherokee, this is Homeland Security. We'll stay out of your way, sir. Make a safe landing. We'll deal with everything later. Delaware Coastal, Cherokee 6-0, Lima Yankee. Clearing runway for Bravo. Hey, Leon, how are you, bud? Well, not very good right now. Apparently, I busted a TFR. Yes, sir, you're instructed to remain with your aircraft. Uh, remain with your aircraft upon uh, shutdown, and we'll have someone over to talk to you. Oh, that's never good to get that uh, instruction. Uh, especially, you know, the guy, God bless him. I mean, uh, he sounds like an older gentleman. I mean, I have no idea, honestly. But uh, you're hearing that from, what? What? Who, who would that be, the Air Force, or who would that be? Uh, that was Homeland Security. Homeland, okay. Or it, Secret Service, one it, of the two. Yeah, but the guy sounds kind of young. And, you know, you're getting lectured from probably like a 22 or 23-year-old kid. <laughs> it's well, like, wait, wait till you get interviewed by the Secret Service yes. after this is all said and done. You know, uh, the, 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 the kid is probably going to be the least of your problems. Right. Two words, cavity search. I'm, I don't know why that would come up well, necessarily, but it could. I mean, uh, you know, we don't really know what happened to him, um, and he'll, I'm sure he's going to have some penalty that he's going to have to, uh, you know, navigate through, you know, because, you know, you can't play um, that card like, well, they, you know, <laughs> I didn't know. You know, that that's well, the whole point of ignorance having these. Is, ignorance right. is not a defense anymore. Exactly. Uh, you know, right. there are too many tools available. Uh, whether it's panel mounted or an iPad app or show with an EFB on it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any one of those things can display that. So, you know, that's not a defense, but depending on this guy's situation and how he handled himself and whatnot, I mean, obviously the FAA is going to wind up talking to him after he gets done talking to secret service and right. Homeland security, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, Best case, he gets some counseling um, and is uh, sent to a flight instructor for some remedial training. Worst case, he could be looking at a you know certificate suspension because he did violate a temporary flight restriction. So, yeah. well, you know, it is serious. They had F sixteens and helicopters intercepting you. You know, hopefully, you don't have to pay their gas bill. Well, exactly. Uh, I you know and that could happen. That very uh, that's very possible, but uh, I did uh, find his response kind of uh, interesting when he said, "Well, uh, you know, they, I don't. It wasn't the FBO, but he just said, uh, well, they didn't tell me at the at the ramp or something like that, like they were supposed to tell him on his way out to his airplane, maybe." Uh, did you heard that right yeah yeah and and that's not their job to tell them it's your job as pilot in command to make yourself aware of anything that affects your flight and And i would imagine that you know when they go back and they you know uh, talk to him about this like what kind of response was that you know and uh you know because that would probably tell him like this guy uh definitely needs to go back and understand you know who's responsible for these which he probably does. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I don't want to beat up on him too much, 
Uh, you no, know, I, it's it, it's an unfortunate situation. He obviously forgot something. He you know didn't do his checklist properly. I don't know who knows what other other issue you can come up with. But man, it, it could have been a really really serious problem. You know, God forbid if he wouldn't have been able to communicate uh, properly, or they really you know would have thought he was a serious threat. And you know how serious they take these things when it happens. It's pretty serious when a when an F sixteen shows up at your wing. I would imagine well, you might that might, that may be a you know a, it, it's a pants an attention getter. Moment. I'll tell you, yeah, exactly. Uh, but they did actually evacuate uh, President Biden from his residence at the time because they you know this guy got within the ten mile ring and they're like we have to go, sir. Yeah, uh, you know they do take it seriously, and so from that that end, I mean it's this is very educational for us as pilots to realize what the ramifications of our mistakes are, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can learn from this. I mean I don't want to pick on the guy. I mean I feel bad for him that he's he's now getting a uh, firsthand education on uh, the, the procedures, but hey, you know we can learn through his uh example i guess and uh maybe be better pilots for it right you don't want to be that guy and that is the point of playing that audio just to drill it home because uh yeah and you feel for him like you said but you just like gosh please god don't ever let me find myself in that situation uh you know because it, you know it is going to be out there on the internet for eternity yeah. now and uh, unfortunately, it's going to haunt him a little bit, you know, and then that, that's fine. So use it as a teaching moment. That's all you can hope for in a situation like this. But I, I don't know how they, you know, when when they see something like this too, Dennis, Homeland Security, I mean, they have to take everything like this, like a, a super serious threat, even though this was obviously, or it sounds like it was just a total misinformation. He, he missed something and he didn't have any, you know, nefarious uh, you know, thing or plan or anything like that. It was just, you know, a stupid mistake, I guess, is what you chalk it up for. You think? Yep. And, uh, you know, in the future, if you ever find yourself flying anywhere near where there might be a presidential TFR, you know, like Washington, D.C. or Wilmington, Delaware, maybe have that second radio tuned to 121.5. So if somebody is trying to reach out to you, uh, at least you're monitoring the guard channel. And, you know, even if it doesn't matter if you're on some tower frequency or something like that, if you're listening to that other radio, maybe you could avoid a mistake like that because they probably tried to reach out to that aircraft as he was making a beeline for the uh, that inner ring. Yes. And, you know, and, you know, if you're in that particular area where, you know, there's a president that likes to vacation in your, your particular airport that you frequent often. You got to keep uh, your ears on even or be, a, you know, a little bit more aware of what's going on. I mean, obviously, the folks down in West Palm. Uh, yeah, we, last, we had our share of that for yes, four years, right? Sure. And even Obama used to come to Orlando quite a bit. And uh, he'd throw a TFR up here over uh, Disney World, even, you know, bigger than the one we have all the time over Disney World and uh, would visit quite a bit. And derail things, so everybody had to be on their toes or just be aware. Uh, but but it shouldn't really matter. You should be doing this anyway, right? That's right. So there you go. Don't be that guy. That's the moral of that audio. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. They might tell you you're on a non-stop flight. <laughs> well, I don't think I care for that. No, I insist that my flight stop. Preferably at an airport. It's those sudden unscheduled cornfield and housing development stops that seem to interrupt the flow of my day. So fly with me. Yeah, fly with me. 30,000 in the skies where you trying to be. I can take you to a place that is so exclusive. It's a view that only me, you, and the pilot see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis navigating the latest aviation news and information. Okay, so um, there is... Uh, from one president to another, uh, one's vacationing and causing a TFR. The president before him uh, ordered some new Air Force Ones or did some modifications to Air Force One, which were taking delivery uh, on those wind, Dennis. What's the plan? Uh, it's still delayed. It keeps still getting pushed back. No. But there's been some modifications yet. from the initial design that uh, Trump put in motion when he was president. And there, there uh, seems to be an issue. What is it exactly? Well, President Trump, when he had ordered these, one of the things that he said is, we need to change the paint schemes. You know, we've had the same baby blue uh, and white, you know, since the Kennedy era. Right. And he was really wanting to push for something more red, white, blue, reflecting the you know, American flag and, and sure. things like that. More patriotic, and, and, whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. and, and actually kind of coincidentally looking like his own personal 757. Uh, well, that's black. <laughs> well, it's, it's dark blue, actually. The, that's the dark that, blue. I thought it was black and red and white. Yeah, I thought, thought it was dark blue, black and white. But regardless, yeah. I mean, this is kind of reminiscent of that type of a paint scheme. Yeah. But it turns out uh, it, during testing that they've been doing with uh, with these new Air Force Ones, they're finding that the darker colors that uh, that he had asked for are actually causing problems with uh, some of the electronic components on the airplane by you know causing them to get too hot. And the costs to to fix that are are much higher than they they need to be, and so the government has wisely decided to just stick with the original paint scheme, that legacy that everybody knows and and identifies with as Air Force One. So interesting. Um, it's okay. just interesting, you know. Another reason paint to color. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> Can't even uh, agree on the colors of the airplane. But uh, yeah, that you know, I I, I guess I buy. That excuse, but I, I thought the whole dark color thing, just like for cars, had been resolved with a t- different type of paint and stuff they use now. Because we, you know, we reside in Florida, and I, I didn't think, uh, you know, dark colors like black. They used to say, "Oh, never have a black car in Florida," and that that's just his isn't been the case. The paint uh, that the uh, you know car manufacturers use now have some kind of reflective properties that kind of keep the cars cool, and that whole. You know, thing about, you know, black cars never in sunny environments or hot environments is a big no-no. That's not necessarily true anymore, isn't it? Um, maybe not with cars, but with airplanes, I mean, it's still a consideration. I mean, I remember when the first Cirruses came out, what, over 20 years ago? Um, they were only available in white. And the reason was they were concerned with what the heat of darker paint would do to the resins and plastics. Yeah. Well, the, these 747s have come you know they're metal but they've all there's also a lot of composites and then you've got you know potentially sensitive uh, electronics that we don't know about and aren't going to be told about that may be affected that maybe in a car you're probably maybe not going to have some sort of a anti-missile radar system or god knows what you know what's potentially being affected by these 
the paint choices and things like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they still say, you know, a black car is going to be hotter than, than not. I mean, maybe it's just the paint holds up better. It doesn't fade or whatever. But I thought there was some reflective property in black paint and cars now that, you know, kind of dispelled that myth that you've got to get a, a light colored car to be, you know, more comfortable, you know, in the Florida sun, for instance. But, yeah, you know, I don't know. Who knows? I just do what my yeah. kids do. Do you tint the windows and move on? Yeah, exactly. Care. Right. Right. So there is that. So, you know, if they got to keep the plane cooler with a different uh, paint scheme or, you know, go back to the old school stuff with what they've had, I guess that's what, that's what it is. So we'll take it. We'll take them at their, their word that it's not politics. It is science. Uh, and, and I don't know it, this whole thing with the drone uh, stuff with this ice cream story. Well, it's they, another they way might, to stay cool, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, are they going to make sure the drones aren't black too and they're in light colors so they don't melt their uh, ice cream delivery? <laughs> well, I, I would hope so. Uh, uh, there's a new company uh, called Flytrex that's actually now delivering ice cream by drone. Mm, uh, they're, better they're be fast. The cust- <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, if you need your Ben and Jerry's uh, or your Briar's uh, ice cream and it gets delivered by drone, hey, I'm all for this. But the only problem right now is it's North Carolina and Texas. Um, We need to get it to Florida. Have it delivered to the beach. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome to be out at Fort Myers Beach hanging out and kayaking, whatever, and a drone comes along and brings you a pint of uh, Chunky Monkey or Mm, uh, something mm. like that? Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Perry Garcia, maybe. Yeah. Fish food, depending on what your flavor of the day is. Right. Are they already operating or is this a, a thing that's about to launch? No, it's up and running. How about that? So, and what's the name of the company? Flytrex. Flytrex. Yeah, and it's uh, the ice cream shop is partnered with uh, Unilever's uh, online store. So I guess you can order online from Ben and Jerry's and have it delivered to you by drone if you're in North Carolina or Texas. Yeah. Now, do you think this will go beyond the novelty of it, though? I mean, uh, I you know, yeah, we've had the pizza delivery thing for a while. I haven't seen that catching on uh, much. I mean, you know, you can go to certain touristy areas and sometimes you'll hear about them having this available, but I don't know if this is going to catch on. Do you think it will? Uh, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of emphasis in the future on, you know, everything being delivered, you know, via drones. Amazon's got, you know, all sorts of projects in place. I mean, at, at some point we need to avoid, you know, the traffic on the roads. I mean, you know what I-4 looks like in, in Orlando. So, you know, if you can get the deliveries and take some of the vehicles off the road and get your ice cream a little quicker and hey it's by air cool yeah I'm, i well, like this i guess but we, we didn't have ice cream delivery before uh at the beach i well, mean you I, never had the schwann's man come by well the, you're the talking about the ice cream truck with the music playing and mr softy that's there, what okay. we had well let's not talk about him <laughs> there's yep. a pill for that well i that's that was the truth he had the best ice cream in town and you'd hear the little music. Yeah, so the drone would have to, I mean, if they're going to go after that market, they'd have to fly the drone and then like, ding, 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 ding. Hey, well, it wouldn't be hard to put a little speaker on there and have it broadcasting as they're flying over. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to order the ice cream in advance. You know, well, that, you, there's an app for it on your phone, I'm sure. Just, well, I know. Just but Google that, search. But the only reason that you, uh, you, you would get some ice cream, you know, growing up in Cincinnati when Mr. Softy drove by is when you heard the music. You know, it was like a trigger. And it was like, oh, my God, ice cream! Ice cream! You know? 
Well, and now it'll be a drone flying over, playing the music. And, hey, I got to order that, too. Where's my Mr. Softick? Yeah. Okay, maybe that's just me. All right. Well, uh, anyway, it's hot. So anything to cool us off, I'm, I'm uh, for at this point uh, living in Florida. So if it comes via drone, uh, I'll take it. Uh, one more little uh, tidbit that we had to pass along before we wrap things up today is very personal to you. Is that right? That's right. I, I need to send out uh, a personal congratulations to Tom Sullivan. Um, Tom was actually my first ever flight instructor way back in 1988. Um, he was the, the guy that took me up for my first official flying lesson in a Cessna 150, November 63088 out of Sky Harbor Airport. Yeah. Well, he uh, just received the FAA's Master Pilot Award for flying safely and with no violations for 50 years. That's that's an uh, that's a record, and I mean, well, I don't say it's a record, but I mean that's a hell of a personal accomplishment, yeah. you know, that he's been flying that long, and he's still teaching. He is still doing float plane ratings uh, down at that same airport where I used to work. He's still teaching out of a J three Cub on floats that you have to prop start. So, what do you get for this? Like a t shirt? You get a plaque. Oh, and, a plaque. And a, okay. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, it, it's a big deal, you know. So, I'm hoping that you know someday I'll be in that same position. But I still have a few years to go because my first flight was 1988 when I got my license, and so I got to add 50 years to that. So, it's going to be a while. Well, you're talking about training me, so you're, you're <laughs> rolling the dice, a lot my of friend. Hairs, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll have to see how that uh, progresses. He has a few more years to go. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up till next week. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. <laughs>